Hi there, this is Bren White, a minister with the Laurel Church of Christ in Laurel, Maryland, and we are in class number eight of our Grow class in the New Life series. And we are talking today about worship with reverence and awe. Um, this phrase is uh, coming to us uh, through the Hebrew writer, uh, the writer of Hebrews, in chapter 12, verse 28. And um, he says, Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, underline it, uh, those who have uh, been baptized into the kingdom, who've been born again into the kingdom of God, as Jesus Christ prescribed to Nicodemus in John 3, uh, they are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, uh, immovable, unshakable. Uh, it is eternal, and nothing can come against it. Um, and he goes on to say, since we are receiving this kind of a kingdom, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. Uh, with the reverence and awe. Holy fear and awe. This is what the Bible says. Now, this is connected to this description, is connected to what Jesus himself spoke about in John chapter 4. So um, we uh, probably ought to go ahead and go there. Uh, there are other things in Hebrews 12 that are interesting, but uh, to stay focused, um, let's uh, look at what Jesus, the Christ, was saying um, as he was talking to the woman at the well uh, in, uh, in Samaria. Um, going through Samaria, and um, in uh, John chapter 4, uh, starting in verse 21, in this conversation with this woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. This is Jesus talking. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Now, the word used every single time in this paragraph um, uh, of Jesus' uh, message um, to this woman, every time the word worship is used, it's uh, the root word proskunio, which means uh, a kind of worship that is as if you're kissing 
uh, bowing down and kissing uh, somebody's feet, uh, the feet of royalty, um, and and thus the reverence and awe that goes along with this. It's uh, it is uh, a, a complete love, but also complete submission. Um, this uh, word for worship, proskunio, to kiss toward. Kunio is to kiss. Pro is uh, toward, and. Um, uh, this it captures for us Jesus's view of the kind of worship that the Father desires from human beings, and um, and it has to be spiritual. It has to be uh, based in the Spirit because God is Spirit. He's making that clear. And um, he's making sure that uh, we know that it's in truth. It is, it is real. It is not uh, pretend. It is not play acting. It is not hypocritical. It is, it is genuine in every way. It's spiritual reality. And this is something uh, that you and I need to comprehend completely uh, as we look at this thing of worshiping with reverence and awe, as explained by Jesus and the apostles in the New Testament. Now, just to mention, there are other words that are uh, used in the Koine Greek uh, for worship, and uh, they have a, a little different uh, sense to them. Uh, but in any case, they they all have been spiritualized by uh, the apostles in their meaning, uh, including latreu, which uh, has to do with the temple service uh, rendered by priests uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, that is now um, you and I uh, being priests of our own lives and rendering our living every day as a living sacrifice to God, as Paul teaches in Romans 12.1. Um, and uh, the other uh, couple of words, uh, litur- uh, liturgia, uh, liturgy, has to do with kind of the, the sequence or order uh, of, of temple, the temple service um, and what was done. Um, and now that's being translated into spiritual um, service, uh, orderly service, and whatever is necessary uh, to serve uh, God. Um, and Eusebio, uh, which has to do with uh, piety, with godliness, and, um, um, and that comes up uh, quite a bit. So there's a godliness factor um, it's a, it's a, uh, Eusebio is, is worship in the sense of piety. Uh, you are, um, being godly, uh, in what you're doing. Um, and, uh, we'll talk about this more, uh, in other, uh, sessions before we finish up, because it has a lot to do, uh, with how this unfolds then into the holy living, uh, that the Apostle Paul is trying to teach us and Christ uh, is trying to train us to every day as he described in Luke chapter 6. Um, so all of these things fit together uh, so uh, perfectly um, and help us to get a, a view, a fresh view of what worship is about in the New Testament. Um, 
It is, uh, it is not just a bunch of perfunctory acts, uh, um, external uh, kinds of uh, uh, performances uh, inside of a temple, a physical temple. Uh, as we talked about uh, before, um, the apostles teach very clearly, Paul in particular, about uh, each person being the temple of God, the temple of the Holy Spirit, and all of us together uh, being made a living temple, being raised up to be a living temple, uh, a godly people uh, to the living God, and uh, not limited to any place uh, just as Jesus is describing here. It's not about going to uh, a, the temple in Jerusalem or going to a particular mountain. Uh, it's, it's about uh, a life uh, of sacrifice, of, of total awe and reverence to God, of loving God with all of your heart and strength, all of your, your mind, uh, all of who you are. And um, um, this is uh, the essence of worship in the New Testament. It's quite different, in fact, totally different, uh, from what uh, was a part of the Old Testament way. So there need to be clarification about some of this so that uh, people don't continue uh, to carry on Old Testament traditions, uh, but in fact embrace uh, exactly what Jesus and the apostles uh, are teaching about the nature of worship in the New Covenant. Uh, very, very important for us. Um, so... Um, these things are all very interesting. Uh, if you take a look at Acts chapter 17, you'll see that uh, the Apostle Paul is, is talking about worship again in a slightly different way to relate to uh, the people in Athens. And it's a different word. Um, uh, it's the letreo word that uh, I was uh, talking about earlier uh, that really now is uh, meaning uh, something bigger in terms of our ministering, serving from our living. Uh, all of our living is worship to God, service to God, sacrifice to God, according to the Apostle Paul. Um, so he says in chapter 17 of Acts in verse 22, Paul, standing before the council, addressed them as follows. Men of Athens, I notice that you are very religious in every way, for as I was walking along, I saw your many shrines, and one of your altars had this inscription on it, to an unknown God. This God whom you worship without knowing is the one I am telling you about. Okay, worship, that's the... Um, he is the God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth. He doesn't live in man-made temples. This is exactly what Jesus said. Um, and human hands can't serve his needs, for he has no needs. He himself gives life and breath to everything, and he satisfies every need. This is exactly what the psalmist said. Um, 
From one man he created all the nations. From Adam, all nations were created throughout the whole world, the apostles teach. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall, and he determined their boundaries. His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though he is not far from any of us. For in him we live and move and exist. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. And since this is true, We shouldn't think of God as an idol designed by craftsmen from gold or silver or stone. God overlooked people's ignorance about these things in earlier times, but now he commands everyone, everywhere, to repent of their sins and to turn to him. For he has set a day for judging the world with justice, Only God knows true justice is truly just uh, by the man he has appointed, that is Jesus Christ. And he proved to everyone uh, who this is by raising him from the dead. So he identifies Jesus Christ, the resurrected Christ, clearly um, in the middle of describing um, this um, proper and real spiritually real worship of the living God. And this, uh, this also is parallel uh, with uh, the passage we read in Hebrews. Uh, all three of these passages, John 4, this passage in Acts 17, and in Hebrews 12, they're all focusing on the same thing. And they're saying the same thing, reinforcing uh, the same teaching Uh, of Christ and the apostles about the nature, the spiritual nature of this uh, worship under the new covenant. Um, So all of these things are very interesting and I hope are helpful to you as you're studying this whole thing of worship, uh, spiritual worship uh, as taught by the apostles And um, uh, there are tons of other passages, but uh, we're focused on those. And I just want to take a moment to to reference here. Uh, Paul just mentioned uh, the person who is going to be the judge. He will judge all things, and it is Jesus Christ, the glorified Christ. And um, it's very interesting that the Apostle John puts Jesus the Christ right in the middle of everything um, on the throne uh, at the right hand of God uh, in, in heaven, in the kingdom. And um, so from Revelation 4 to Revelation 19 and Revelation 21, um, we see pictures given by the Holy Spirit Uh, himself to the Apostle John of Jesus Christ, the Lamb, the the Lamb who is worthy, worthy (laughs) to open the scrolls, worthy to judge all mankind and will judge with perfect justice. Um, 
Jesus Christ is at the center of all of this, and his victory, his overcoming of the world through his sacrifice, um, through his submitting to the Father in all things uh, in his uh, life on earth, um, we are proclaiming that victory all the way into heaven. And and most assuredly, uh, all of the time that we are in heaven together with God, uh, we will be praising him nonstop um, because of who he is, how awesome he is, all of what he has done in order to save us for eternity, to be with him spiritually and in reality all through eternity. Um, So if you want to look at those passages, it starts with Revelation 4, um, verse um, 1 and through 5, and then verse 14. Um, And uh, Revelation 19, uh, 6 through 10, Revelation 21, 1 through 4. Um, all of uh, our living is to be focused on this. Christ is on the throne in our daily living. It's not just something that we think about when we are assembled on the Lord's Day only, uh, although this is the thing we share in common as followers of Jesus Christ, as children of God, This uh, is the heritage that the Apostle Paul teaches so boldly that we have to the Ephesians and the Colossians and the Galatians. This is is what we have because of Christ. And um, so we get to uh, the heart of worship, and we see that um, there's several things connected here um, that have to do with... uh, thankfulness, what flows from the heart, um, that, that not only is, is, uh, has God made a, a way for um, uh, the Father, for Jesus, to reside in each person through the Holy Spirit, um, but in fact, uh, he brings us uh, this victorious living as we submit to him in reverence and awe, as we worship him with our hearts and mind, uh, we submit um, voluntarily uh, our thinking and our behavior and our, all of our priorities and who we are uh, to him with great thankfulness. And, uh, and from that comes a, a giving heart, a generous heart. Uh, uh, the love that is poured out by God generously brings to us, and that faithfulness brings to us faithfulness and generosity. Uh, he, he loves us so that we can love him and love each other. Uh, this proscunio, we can uh, be kissing toward his feet, bowing to him in the proper way as he is above us, above all things and holds all things together. And we reverence and, and awe uh, him in our worshipful living, our godly living every single day. Now, uh, some of these things are tied together for us in, in John chapter 9 
in Ephesians chapter 5, Colossians chapter 3. We've talked about a few of these things before, um, and it's all about living out uh, the truth, living out your faith in Christ, uh, your trusting in Christ actively, moment to moment, um, and, and serving Him in everything you do. Uh, submitting to the Father the way he has shown you to in your daily living. That's his example for us. And it's, it all hinges on his explanation of what worship is, what it is now under the new covenant. And uh, you and I need to regage all of our thinking, gauge all of our thinking to what Jesus and the apostles are teaching. Um, So I hope this is helpful to you this week. I hope that every single day this week you will be um, looking to God. You will be uh, praising God, thanking God every moment, uh, that you will not waste any of your moments in worry and anxiety and fear, but that you will fall at the feet of Jesus just the way Real humans did in his lifetime on this earth. Multiple times, human beings fell at Jesus' feet and worshipped him. They were like kissing his feet, proscunio. They were worshipping Jesus the Christ, God in the flesh. Um, And this is proper. This is exactly what Jesus was talking about. And he wanted to give this living water... Uh, eternal uh, sustenance um, to this woman at the well in John 4. And um, anyway, all these things tie together. I hope that this helps you in your understanding spiritually of the reality of worship. Uh, It is an individual thing uh, and a collective thing uh, under the New Testament. Uh, But it is uh, first a very personal thing. Um, it's, it's not just about some kind of corporate worship somewhere uh, in a box, uh, in a vacuum, in a certain period of time, and that's your service to God. That's not it. That is not fitting with what the apostles teach, what Jesus teaches in any way. So we need to adjust our thinking a little bit and learn more and more this holy life uh, this uh, this serving and holy life that Jesus Christ uh, shows to us all through the Gospels and uh, is taught to us clearly by his apostles. Um, God bless you this week. Stay strong and pray your way through this. And, uh, and may your heart uh, be worshipful, godly, uh, holy, uh, given to God, uh, filled with reverence and awe every single day. God is awesome all day long, every single day. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye.